I actually couldn't give less of a fuck about tits. Yeah, to you've told me about this, which is insane to me, but parents are bi thing. Probably. I don't know. Both genders have an ass. That is that is why it's a bi thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's episode eight of one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> is this because I found out five seconds ago it's episode eight? No, you, you missed like three words in that sentence. You, no. You said, hey, guys, welcome to episode eight. Third episode, like some shit, I cannot, we need to listen back to this, but you did not, that was not a complete sentence. I'm waiting for it to be just a perfect sentence. No, it wasn't. I swear it wasn't. Hey guys, how's it going? Episode eight. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to episode eight of One and a Half Straight Guys. I keep forgetting the fucking name of our own podcast. Same. Because of episode one, where we had a different name. Yeah. And it's just fucked with me ever since. One and a half slash straight slash white guys. It should just be one half, guys. It's <laughs> What's the politically correct term for, like, little people? Um, I believe it's dwarf. They have dwarfism. I don't know if you say they are dwarves. I thought it was just... I've heard it. I thought it was little people. Hey, Google, what do you call little people? Sorry, I don't have any information about that. Google is not an ally. You could... <laughs> are, are little people part of LGBT? <laughs> is the alpha little people? The term person of short stature, little person, and dwarf are commonly used in the United States to refer to a person with a medical condition called dwarfism. Although preferred terms vary by person and community, according to the Little People of America website, many people who experience dwarfism prefer dot dot dot. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that article, Emma. Thank you. You got a lot from Emma just showing you the word Jewish on her phone. Yeah, I've been making this whole shit up. Um... According to the Little People of America website, many people who experience dwarfism prefer to be called stupid little cunts. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Why does it say that? Um, No, it says little person. Oh really? I thought people were trying to move away from little person. No, I think... What's the the bad one? There's like a bad one. It's... Yeah, that one. You can't say that. Um, (laughs) Fuck, you made me forget what I was going to say with this this bigotry. The L in LGBT stands for little people. Um... (laughs) I, I wanted to I wanted to tell you guys a thought I had as I was driving here. I was like, humans have invented a perpetual motion machine, right? Like, like, it, like we haven't. Like, we're we're looking for a perpetual motion machine, but it doesn't exist. It's not yeah. possible, right? I think it is possible. Okay, and it is the RACQ roadside assist car <laughs> because. If that thing breaks down, <laughs> who can help? They just fix it. Who watches the watchmen, you know? No, like, no, they can fix themselves. Oh, they can. It's a self-healing organism. <laughs> like it just, they break down, they get out of their car, they fix it and they keep driving. It never ends. I don't think the roadside assist people have homes. I don't think they live. I think they just drive. That's like telling me as a laptop technician, if my laptop breaks down, I'm good. You are. What are you talking where, about? Where do the parts come from? What if it needs new motherboard? You have to. You don't have a new motherboard in your house. <laughs> You're a failed IT that technician. You, you purchase every single part that could possibly fail and just have it there. You yeah. buy them individually. Cost two and a half times as much as the laptop itself. You buy two laptops. One breaks. You just get the part. Get the you, part. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> My sister's keeper. You know. What? Do you know that book? No. It's, I don't know books. It's okay. Is this a very well known book? <laughs> well, yeah, but it's also fucked. So it's right up Lex's alley. Yeah. No, this family have a daughter and she's so, like, ill. Like, there's so many things wrong with her that they have another daughter and they raise her specifically to be, like, an organ donor for the first daughter. What the fuck? They, like, raise her like cattle. And then she obviously doesn't want that. So she it rebels, I guess. With, I haven't... with what organs, you know? Yeah, exactly. How to rebel if you don't have a spleen? 
Yeah, we're just going to black market take your organs. You wake up in a bathtub of ice and your parents are like, thanks, honey. <laughs> I haven't actually read that book. We'll I've give been... you an extra $15 this allowance. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you a PS4. <laughs> Doesn't matter that you don't have both your kidneys. Or, or hands to play it with. Yeah. With your kidneys, you're just a corpse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I had a, a, a very sobering experience. I was um, at Emma's grandparents' place. Emma was there too. Um, <laughs> and her granddad was... <laughs> Sorry, I hit the table. I did not mean to hit the table, but that's funny as fuck that you had to clarify that. Her granddad was watching television, like actual TV, not Netflix or anything, which I haven't experienced in a while because here we don't have cable like why would we yeah so we were seeing ads and the news and stuff channel 10 news is sponsored by a podcast what channel 10 news is sponsored by like a local australian podcast which one i don't fucking know i was just i was just baffled that because normally you'd see it all around the big guy sponsors the little guy yeah but apparently the big guy is the podcast now channel 10 news is the little guy jesus christ how the f- what the hell? How the fuck does the podcast get a positive out of that? A net positive from... I guess advertising on Channel 10 News, because now you know about it. But, but how much... That you don't even know the name. So much. Yeah, like, I, I remember a podcast, but I'm not going to listen to fucking Little Gay Danny's fucking painting podcast. I, don't... <laughs> I believe it was 10 Speaks podcast, which is by Channel 10, so... I actually don't think it was. Emma's gaslighting me. Yeah. It was like some dude in a basement. Um, yeah, literally. It was probably that. That's actually way less interesting. That makes way but more also, sense. They worded it as this production was brought to you by this. So if the news was brought to you by the podcast the news owns. Yeah. Like and then I realize we've got like twenty five listeners. That's way more than I ever, so ever, much more ever expected to um, get. We could sponsor the news. <laughs> yeah, we, we could sponsor Channel Ten. Um I don't want to though, because I don't like the news. Oh yeah. I get all my news from Facebook and I I get all my news from Reddit, but I don't the R thing slash is news. I don't like when I see something on Reddit, I don't think, oh that's the news. I think the opposite. And that's what's the news. That's how you know what's wrong. Exactly. I see I see shit on Reddit and I'm like, that's obviously wrong. I'm gonna believe the opposite of that. Like, oh studies show this. I'm like, probably not. And they'll put no further effort into it. Correct. I like I'll that. just assume it's straight up the opposite of what it actually is, and then move on with my life. Did you did you know that uh, Betty White didn't die? <laughs> <laughs> Saw the news, assumed it was wrong. Did you know there's a one-to-one correlation with playing violent video games and being a serial killer? <laughs> yeah, that's that one's true. But actually, every serial killer does play games, but also because everyone plays games. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like really stupid made-up statistics, like not made-up statistics, like made-up correl- like yeah, made-up ra- correlations, unrelated correlation sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like one the one Max sent to us that was like porn categories most watched by state in the in a certain country and like a few areas were hentai and then it was the radiation that they got from hiroshima or something <laughs> yep, and yep. it was all the areas that had hentai as their yep. top search were the most irradiated <laughs> by the way i have a question to ask you have you seen the image um who's getting the best head and it's the alvin and the chipmunks yes you've sent it to me so many fucking times <laughs> you've tried to start discussions about it and then it worked people in the group chat were like giving like Fucking essays about, like, who would give the best... Yeah, and I wanted to ask you, on record, who's getting the best head? Because who's there getting is, the best head? Yeah, there is a correct answer. Um, what the fuck? There's oh, Elvin. You're on Team Theodore, aren't you? Oh, yeah. There's Elvin Theodore. No, 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 I'm on Team Elvin. What the fuck are you talking uh, about? Who's the one that no one cares Simon. about? Simon. 
Simon's the nerd. Simon's not in, in it. Oh, who Sim- gets the best turn? Who's receiving the best head? Alvin, Theodore, or Simon? Do you have to look at the image? Not Alvin. Why not Alvin? Because there's no correlation between how much how fun head is and being confident or a leader. I can tell you that for a fact. But, okay, listen to this. Alvin is the coolest, most confident one of the bunch, right? Yes. So naturally, he gets a lot of head. Yeah. So, so he, out of pure numbers... he No, he knows what good head is. Yeah. Like, if you've had head once, tell me what good head is. You can't. You don't. Because yeah. you've only had it once. Obviously, Simon, only once. He's a loser. Yeah. So Simon's Alvin, not in this. Alvin, lots of head. Yeah. And in that image, he is reeling his head back. That man is receiving some good fucking head. Right? And he knows good head when yeah. he sees it. I would not trust... A random's opinion on which yeah. the best fucking video game is, but someone who's played a hundred video games, I would trust their opinion more. Remembering the image now, I think Alvin's faking it in that. No. Confident guys don't fake it. Confident guys will tell someone when they're giving like shit head because they're confident. How do you how do you go, hey, that head was shit? You just did. Hey Emma. <laughs> <laughs> That's getting cut for sure. <laughs> Fuck um, me. I'm Team Theodore. What because the hell? I think nice guys get the best head. Oh, Emma just showed me the photo. Um, see, Elvin is doing the whole grabbing onto the couch thing. Oh, yeah. Which makes, does add to his... Simon looks uncomfortable. Yeah, Simon's not in this. We're not even talking about Simon. Theodore... Simon ha- might be closeted. Yeah. Yeah, Simon does not enjoy women. The nerdy ones always. I haven't seen the full image. You can see the, the uh, what are they called? The chipettes or whatever? Yeah. You can see their full ass. Yeah. That's fucked up. Um, are they children? How, how old are they? In chipmunk years. I think the movie where the chipettes are, like... I was right about calling them chipettes. Yeah. That's funny as fuck. Yeah. I think the movie they show up in first, they're in high school. They're all in high school together. You can't see, but I'm cringing. I was going to say, um, I actually think the movies aren't the canon this is. I think we're, talk- we're trying to talk about the original cartoon. Um, I still think it's Theodore. Eyes closed, mouth open, clearly screeching. In excitement. Alvin's eyes are rolled into the back of his head, dude. Um, yeah, that's faking it. No way. Whoever rolls their eyes into the back of the head when they're getting head. Also, his eyes are open as well. Like, uh, if your eyes are open, you're supposed to be looking at the person giving you head. That's just the natural progression. If you're looking away from them, it means you don't like who's giving you head. I have to ask an uncomfortable question. Okay. How many times have you received head in your life? Different people, sorry. How many different people have given you head? It's been two. Okay. I assume, but to be I, fair, I suddenly understand. To be fair, though, <laughs> one of them sucked at it. That's what you meant to do. <laughs> yeah. So you you've had good and bad, right? Yeah. But like, I didn't say the other one was good. <laughs> um. I also didn't say the other one was Emma. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I'm hearing this all for the first time. Yeah, I was gonna say if you go behind the Seven Eleven at Alderley at about eight p.m. and you have yeah no keep going <laughs> you have a bag of kfc popcorn chicken then lex will give you head. then i will give you head who's getting the best dick and it's Brittany, eleanor or jeanette that's the names jeanette that's a weird way to spell jeanette see so one of them is like Brittany is like uh, what do you pronounce how do you pronounce it like a hag gal when you do like the eyes rolled up tongue out oh it's 100 percent jeanette holy Which, shit no yeah 100 percent Jeanette is having to, like, muffle her voice. Literally. She's she's about to scream. And also, look at Simon. So, Simon doesn't, like... He has to be in control, is what I'm hearing. So, no, Simon looks like he knows oh. what he's fucking doing. Yeah. And he knows what he's doing to her. Yes. Alvin looks like he's nervous 
that the other two are giving better dick than him. And Theodore's just happy to be there. Yeah, Theodore's just glad he's got his dick in someone. Eleanor's, like, enjoying it just for the sake of Theodore, but Brittany? You know, Brittany's Ele- faking Eleanor it looks as well. Like, Eleanor looks like it's her first time. Yeah, 100%. Like, Brit- he just slipped it in. Brittany looks like she's faking it as well. Like, I reckon Alvin You know, Brittany, Brittany is. If you're not making the fucking eyes rolled up, tongue out, you're actively faking it. And how nervous Alvin looks makes yeah, it Yeah, I, th- I think actually those two are recording a porn. Yeah, probably. Like, you don't make that face, and you don't look that deliberately unconfident when having sex with someone, unless it's like a very specific fetish porn. Yeah, can we make sure that- we put the link to these images in the show description? Yes. So people can it's- listen, look at it while we live. Can listen. we just make it the podcast icon? <laughs> Not for the episode, for the entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of sex... That was, a, that was a good transition. Good, good segue. Good, yeah. Good Speaking of sex, uh, yeah. I went to work. There. <laughs> it was actually about work. Oh, good. Um, so in the first week of um, being trained in my new job, um, a very angry Croatian man has been was training me. He just talks like when he's driving between sites to because I, I fix laptops now. I don't. That wasn't necessary no. information. It well, to be fair, you just brushed over the fact that you got a really good job that pays really well, and like that's a sick thing. You it's, should you should mention that. You know the weirdest part is. Thing. The job title is field engineer. I have engineer in my job title, even though I'm explicitly not an engineer. I've got technician in my job title. Yeah, that's sick. I had um, my last job as IT technician. Sick. Um, which is weird because it feels weird having technician in a job title. Yeah. But so we were driving between sites and we were talking. I can't remember how it came up, but oh, it was because it was Friday and we were thinking we could maybe finish early, finishing the jobs early. We did a bit of overtime so we could finish early that day. And we were just like, oh, we can grab a beer after work. And I think I just said, there, there is no feeling in the world better than having a beer on a Friday afternoon. And he was like, yeah, I agree. And then he paused for a second. He was like, wait, no. Having a cigarette after sex. This man has never slightly even said anything about the sorts to me. And then this was where he opens up. And I was just like, I don't smoke. Um, I don't have sex. No, I don't smoke. Um, <laughs> So I told him I was trying to get a post-sex ritual, um, but I don't smoke. So I was like, what can I do after I have sex? So I tried- Besides cheering. Besides (laughs) fucking praising the woman for letting me do it. uh, For letting me be on top once. Um, (laughs) um, So I tried seeing what it would feel like doing a shot of bourbon after having sex. Was I there for this? You were there. (laughs) No, it was while I was cheating on you. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to do a shot of bourbon when you're out of breath. <laughs> so that was not my post-sex ritual. So to this day, I'm still trying to find a, a post-sex ritual. Like, a thing to do after sex to just, like, calm you down. Watching how it's made videos on YouTube. That I said after sex, not during. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fuck the how it's made lady uh, so bad. I've, I've, I've heard this from you, and yes... 100%. Um, there's something about the voice. It's insane. The very professional British woman voice. Yeah. And just like, it really appeals to me how she describes things. Yeah. And like, like what she says happens on screen. And I'm like, whoa. It's just like my, my ape brain loses it. It's like, oh my God, woman. And then the tube expunges the dough. <laughs> and then I want to expunge my dough into her. I'm, like, trying to, I'm trying to think of a post-sex ritual for you, but like a cigarette after sex is pretty fucking good. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's not the best cigarette. Like the best cigarette to have is the one after a big meal. You like, told me that, yeah. That is, that is just king. 
Like if you if you don't smoke, you will never know what it's like to have a cigarette after a huge meal. And I pity you. But <laughs> if, I, if I were you, I'd kill myself. <laughs> um, for other reasons, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a ritual for you. What could it be? Um, punch the wall as hard as you can so you remember it. Like you're at work the next day, hand hurts like hell, and you're like, hell yeah. That was good um, sex. My hand would be demolished within a week. <laughs> we get it. You have sex a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. Um, as a as someone who's fairly um, active on Reddit, you would have seen r slash place, right? Yeah. Um, did you see how fucking cringy some of the corners of the guy? No, I only saw the screenshots of like the completed image. Right? Oh, you never checked the, the actual thing? No. So some listeners rated this thing for like a couple of days, um, maybe a full week, called r slash place. Right, essentially, this thing or is a big canvas, collaborative canvas, something by something pixels wide, and each person who has a red account can fill in a one of the pixels once every five minutes maximum with just a color they want. So essentially, people can then work together, like make a subreddit about like trying to get an image there, and then try and draw things. But the thing is, anyone can just put any color pixel over yours. So it's constantly changing, and it was really cool because it was this like constantly changing canvas. The issue was, damps in the corners that got really cringe. Um, like, whenever anyone would do this, like... Because, obviously, you can put one pixel down every five minutes. So, to draw anything over this, like, large scale, with this thing being used by, like, probably millions of people, or, like, at least a couple hundred thousand people, you'd have to collaborate with dozens of other people to, like, get something going. Whenever anyone made, like, a cool cool drawing of, like, character, other people would then, like, draw a dick. <laughs> like, they would talk... They would, like, get them and their 20 friends, like... Working on that dick. Um, but the thing that fucked me up the most was a subreddit started called r slash American flag in place. And it was just too many people being too committed to getting a giant drawing of the American flag with like some American monuments on it and like a bald eagle and shit on it. For the first few days, people were like, there's been like random fucking pixels over it to make like the flag just like barely visible. But towards the end, they added the words r slash American flag in, in place into physical the canvas so i guess that meant a bunch of people were finding this subreddit who were like really passionate about i guess the fucking american flag being in this super red canvas and the problem is after that it was successful mm. like whenever someone put a pixel in there to like try and hide something someone else would replace it with the correct color it was devastating to watch but then when i looked at the final canvas when they finished when they finished and people could stop editing it you saw the american flag and it was like oh it was completely flawless not a single pixel out of place but when you looked closer, every single star on the American flag was turned into an imposter from Among Us. Oh my god. <laughs> and then I saw a time lapse. Every symbol in place by the end was an imposter. Any way they could make an imposter happen, just subtly enough that people wouldn't notice it, it was. That's so every good. star on the American flag, anything that was like textured, like let's say it was like maybe like a tree and like there was a wood texture, every little bit of bark was an imposter. That's so fucking good. It fucked me up. It made me so happy. <laughs> That's like, I really like people hiding, like people who work in advertising when they like edit the image to post it. Sometimes people will like hide something in the image. And I've seen people putting the fucking Amogus of crewmates in the fucking image somewhere. And it just cracks me up every time I see it. It's, it's still in the stage where it's funny. I'm sure in like two months, it'll be the unfunniest shit ever. Which is weird because that meme's been gone for like, years yeah at this point um among us is like actually fun as well i don't mind on record saying that i can't remember last time i played it sober though dude do you want to get fucked up and play a mogus yeah dude it's sick 
No. I've got a couple of quick more notes I want to smash out. Rapid f- fire. Rapid fire. Um, one note is just quotation marks. I hope somebody gets injured so the ambulance in front of me speeds the fuck up. Oh, good. My last <laughs> note is um, a thing that I didn't find out happened up until recently. Emma had one of our old friends over and they were just talking. And they randomly started saying, as if it was a most normal, everyone knows this thing. They were talking about how they practice reactions in the mirror. Like, what? Like, if they expect something to happen to them that might disappoint them or might, like, anger them. Before this potential thing that might not happen happens, they stare into the mirror and practice the facial expression, the noise, the sound they're going to make when it happens. They literally practice their reactions to this thing they don't want to have happen to them i think you're just describing autistic people can, no hold on i think you're just being I, th- I, can I defend this yeah what what we were actually talking about at the beginning was trying on a new outfit and like doing the whole looking into the mirror being like oh my god i didn't see you there like that sort of vibe still cringe <laughs> yeah it is but you want to know that like you're looking cute in but, this but, new outfit. But then he starts saying, okay, and then we start practicing, oh, what if I'm wearing this outfit and someone says something I don't like? <laughs> what what expression will I make? That's when it gets fucking strange, my guy. Okay, well, so this is less about autistic people and more just uh, weird people. Yeah, they made it sound like it's the most normal thing in the world. Every woman does this and it's weird that men don't do it. And I disagree. I think I don't. I'm still fucked from it. Just the thought of practicing reactions... For each outfit you have, you've practiced different reactions. No. Is that not what that was? I think that's what it was. That's what I'm hearing. I think... Just react. Just live in the moment. <laughs> These fucking damn teenagers and their phones. These damn teenagers <laughs> reacting based on what they're wearing, not based on what they feel. I'm not going to lie. I thought if anybody would understand this, it would be you. Me? Yeah. No, I, I'm really bad at reacting to things, but that's because I don't practice. Cause I just, people will, something will happen and I'll be like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't, I don't have any reaction to most things. Like most of the time I'm faking my reaction. Like when I get presents on Christmas and shit, I'm like, oh my God, this is sick. And like, I'm not, I don't give a fuck. Um, but I don't practice it because I don't care if people don't like my yeah. reactions. Like that's their fault. I like but that. I also think I'm autistic. So. Think? <laughs> yeah, fair. Very fair. Yeah, and I think Emma's autistic. <laughs> I haven't got a diagnosis. We don't know. I know. <laughs> like, my right leg's missing, but I haven't been diagnosed as disabled. <laughs> so. Um, I think we're ready for Lex's gay little book corner. What does Lex do again on this podcast? It's been weeks. My gay little book corner time. So I'm not going to lie. I didn't read a book. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you about my favorite book. I've. Oh, I was going to say, I've read a book. No. <laughs> Fuck your book. I don't care what it was. It was probably normal and no one died and it wasn't translated from Japanese. People died. <laughs> <laughs> um, today's book, I don't I don't know. I can't remember if I talked about this in our very first episode or not. Did I talk about the schwa was here? No. I don't think I did. Okay. Isn't that your Instagram name? Yeah. Oh. Because it's my favorite book. Oh. My Instagram name. So the main, the main character is called Ansi. Ansi Bono, I think. But... I haven't read it in a while, so I don't remember his last name. But the main character's called Ansi, but the secondary character, the one the books are basically about, is Calvin Schwa. And the, the word Schwa, I can't, oh fuck, I can't remember what it was, but, like, it means something. Like, it, it's an actual word in, like, the English language. I think it's, like, it means, like, unnoticeable or something. Like, sure. it's the sound of, it's, like, onomatopoeia, but it's the sound of, like, schwa, of, like, something you didn't notice kind of thing. Yeah. Can't, can't remember exactly what it is, but. The sound of something going over your head. 
Emma's just showed it to me. A schwa is a weak vowel sound in an unstressed syllable. So it's got the word chicken, and then in between the K and the E, or the E is the schwa sound. Chicken. I like, like breathing. Cool. All of this is irrelevant. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and I just wasted our time, and frankly, your time, the listener. And now here's 10 seconds of silence that we're not cutting out. Okay, so... The story is about a kid called Ansi, and he meets a kid called Calvin Schwa. He meets this kid, he's like hanging out with his friends, like Ansi's hanging out with his friends, and then they notice that there's someone there with them, but they don't know who it is, and they're like, what the fuck? And they look over and they can't really like notice this kid, like he's like, he's like really hard to see, if you know what I mean? And um, they're like, oh, like who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm like Calvin Schwa. And they're like, why do we not know you? Like he goes to school with them, like... They're like, why have we never noticed you before? And uh, you find out there's something called, like, the, his friends say, oh, there's something like the schwa effect. They um, named it after him? Yes. And it was, it's basically, he's so ordinary that he's unnoticeable. Like, if you aren't looking for him, you won't see him. It's kind of like if our listeners have watched Doctor Who, if you put a TARDIS key around your neck on a chain, you're hard to look at. Like, if someone looks at you, like, they, they can't focus on you properly. Sure. I don't know. I like Doctor Who. Um, you would. Yeah, thank you. So there's, yeah, there's the schwa effect. And so Antsy like kind of becomes friends with Calvin and they start making money off Calvin's ability by getting him to do stuff for people that people couldn't do. Like basically dares, like people would dare him to do shit and he would do it and he wouldn't get noticed doing it. So it wouldn't be a problem. Sure. And people would just dare him to do more and more shit. Eventually people dare him to go. There's a restaurant and above the restaurant is a apartment and it's owned by this guy called Crawley. And he's just known as like this recluse who's like an old dude and he hates people and he spends all of his time in his apartment, but he's really scary and he like does shit that scares people, whatever. And he has a bunch of dogs and people can just always hear the dogs like screaming or whatever. And they dare him to sneak into this guy's Crawley's apartment and take one of the dog bowls to, to prove that he went in there because he's like, everyone's scared of him. I thought it was going to be like, steal or kill a dog. No, (laughs) they take one of the dog bowls to prove that he actually got into the place um, so he does it, but midway through he gets caught and Crawley comes out and he's like, he notices Calvin and he's like, you tried to steal from me. The way you can make it up to me is by being like walking my dogs. So Ansi and Calvin become his dog walker, dog walkers sure. basically. So, cause he has a bunch of dogs and he's like, I, I can't remember if he's in a wheelchair, if he's like just too old sure. to move or whatever. Also, is this dude noticing yeah, he notices... Um, and that, is that, like, a big deal? The no, fact that... No? Not really. He's just, like, very perceptive old man. Like, that. Calvin's like, oh, you can, like, see me, basically. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I was. Um, but, um... So they become his dog walkers. They both walk his dogs. And they find out that he has, like... I can't remember if it's his daughter or his niece. But, um, it probably says it right here in the notes. Granddaughter. Neat. Um, <laughs> he has a granddaughter called Lexi, who is blind. And, um... I think that's one of the reasons why he's so perceptive is because he's like had to like describe things to explain the world around him to her. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So he like notices things more, but anyway, so he introduces them to his granddaughter, Lexi, and both of them immediately have a crush on her and they both like are vying for her affection. Basically Crawley tells Ansi that he's going to, he's got a different job for him that isn't walking dogs. He's going to be his blind granddaughter's escort. Like, so he can like show her around places. Oh, that kind of escort. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, children <laughs> you didn't say this um oh you didn't say i this. did i said they were in school together the ansi's her escort for a while 
then she fires Ancy and gets Calvin to do it. And Calvin's like, sweet, I'm in. Because they both like have a crush on her. Yeah. And Calvin's like, sweet, I'm in. But she actually just fired Ancy so that she could date him. Because uh, while he was her escort, it was kind of weird. Yeah, sure. So she fired Ancy and made Calvin her escort so... Um, she could date Ancy. She could date Ancy. Calvin got real mad about that. And also, there's a... It's not written down, but there's a part... Like, one of my favourite parts in the book is um, Lexi and Ancy, they kidnap Crawley because he never leaves his apartment. They kidnap him and take him on a helicopter ride. And he's, like, freaked out. And he's like, no, like, I hate the outside. Like, yeah. he's, like, basically agoraphobic. Um, and he's like, I'm, I'm not, he like covers his eyes in the helicopter and he's got his hands over his ears and he's like, I'm not fucking looking at anything. Like, I don't want to be up here, whatever. And then Lexi says to Ancy, she's like, can you describe thing like what you're seeing outside the helicopter to me? Because I can't see anything. So he starts describing stuff. And while he's describing stuff, Crawley's actually listening. And eventually Crawley's curiosity gets piqued enough and he decides to look and he's like, oh, this is actually really good. So he like then pays them to kidnap him multiple times. He pays them to kidnap him. Yeah. Because he enjoyed it so much, but he doesn't want to do it himself. Sure. So he's like, I'll pay you guys to kidnap me and like at random times. I'm like, that's kind of wholesome. Yeah, it's cute. Oh, like, like at random times, doesn't he doesn't know when it is. Yeah. That's sick. Exactly. Yeah. Um, It's like a bachelor party. (laughs) Yeah. So Ancy and Lexi start dating. When, when Calvin finds out he's like super upset and Calvin's like, tells him that he's basically super important to him because he, he has this fear that he's going to disappear one day. Because everyone's not gonna no- gonna not notice him so much to the point where he doesn't exist anymore. Sure. Because that's what he thinks happens to it happened to his mum. Because oh. his mum disappeared in a grocery store one day uh, when he was younger. So he thinks that his mum had the same thing he has, where he is like unnoticeable, and he thinks that people just completely forgot about her to the point where she disappeared completely. And so he's worried that's going to happen to him. So he wanted the attention from like a girl, like a girlfriend or whatever, so that someone would always be thinking oh, about him. Okay. Um, so what he does is he rents a billboard he uses his college fund to rent a billboard with his face on it and it's on a highway and people are just like where'd that billboard go yeah no it's on a highway and then when he goes to see the billboard when it's been put up when he gets there there's roadworks so the entire highway has been diverted away from the billboard so no one's gonna see it and it sucks that's depressing as fuck then uh, Ancy takes him to see someone who worked at the grocery store where his mom disappeared. And they, they tell Calvin the real story, which is his mom ran away with the butcher who worked there. And she just like ran off and went to live with him in some other place. Calvin confronts his father, finds letters from his mother that his mother had been sending him this whole time, but his father had been keeping from him. Cause he like, the father obviously hated the mom for running away yeah. with some other dude. So he was like, fuck you. Like, I'm not letting you talk to you, my son. Eventually, Calvin basically runs off and finds his mom uh, and goes to live with her. And there's more, but I didn't actually explain any of it in the earlier bits when I should have. Um, basically, Ancy's dad had a shit job, and then Ancy Crawley gives Ancy's dad a job in the restaurant underneath, and he like basically gives him manager position at the job in the restaurant that Crawley sure. lives above. So Ancy's dad has a good job now. Um, but it wasn't a super important story bit, but yeah, so the Calvin runs away with his, um, mom. And then one of the cutest things is Ancy draws a little schwa, like a little Calvin and he draws it everywhere he goes like in toilet stalls or on like poles he sees or like bus stops and things. And he just writes the schwa was here underneath it. So like everyone sees him kind of thing. Oh, so that he's not, so he's noticed. Yeah. So he's not forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. It's adorable as hell. So that's your favorite book. Yeah. It's my favorite book. I like that. Now I, I finally understand your Instagram handle. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Instagram handle is Calvin underscore Schwa. Because you feel like no one notices you. Yeah. No, I just think the name's cool. (laughs) Schwa. It's neat. Schwa. I can lend it to you one day if you want to read it. Um, I do not. Cool. I think Elden Ring is bad. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now it's time for Rowan's heterosexual gaming corner. Actually, that's the worst name we've made so far. <laughs> so I, um, I've barely played any video games in the last like couple of weeks because I've gone like balls deep into Warhammer 40k. Not even like playing it, but just like the hobby side of it. I would buy like a box. Um, for, for, for people who might not know, like listeners, we, we have some non-nerds listening for some reason. Uh, Warhammer, specifically I'm getting to Warhammer 40k, is like a tabletop miniatures game. It's literally a game where you purchase boxes of miniatures, like plastic little things on sprues, cut them off the sprues, glue them together to make these little dudes, and then paint it, and then you play a game with them, like a little war game. Because I got the new job, I can actually afford this, which is the most fucking expensive hobby on earth. So essentially, whenever we're doing anything, if we're watching a show, I'm just like there painting minis, like assembling them. I've only played one fucking game of Warhammer so far, but it's just like occupied like my life to like a fucked extent like if i'm like on youtube i'm watching like warhammer law videos if i'm like at home i'm like painting minis if i'm like the hobby store i'm painting minis or like talking to people on warhammer and i haven't had like a new hobby like completely envelop my life like this since i like got into magic in like 2020 2019 i think so i'm really enjoying like actually just getting to like learning the stories about these little plastic fuckers and like painting them learning how to play Getting, like, an army together and, like, just the whole community around it. The actual, like, hobby around it I'm really enjoying. I've been really getting into, like, some of the certain factions. So far, I've been collecting, like, two, three of them. So, I like, the orcs. Because they're supposed to be, like, the faction you play if you're just playing for fun. You don't really care if you win. They're the faction where if you paint something red, it goes faster, right? Yeah, that's not in the rules anymore. Damn. But the story behind that is, in, like, the lore, um, the orcs, they're supposed to be, like, stupid fucking... It just dumb ass, like, built for war, you know, fucking orcs. But they have this, like, latent psychic ability that they don't know about, which is if they individually or as a group believe something hard enough, it comes true. So an example of that is they believe the color red makes them go faster. So if they paint something red, that vehicle will physically go faster because they believe red things go faster. And they believe if something is purple, it'll be sneaky and stealthier. So if they actually paint a vehicle like Armor Purple, it makes enemies, it's hard for enemies to actually see them. So if you paint something purple, it gets the schwa effect. The schwa, exactly. Um, Like one cool example I've been told about this is if they're like firing a machine gun, they'll, they'll be like firing and firing and then it can run out of ammo. Like the actual like, you know, belt going into it can run out. But if they don't see it go out, they can keep firing because they believe they still have ammo. Yeah. But the second they look down and see the belt, the belt is empty they'll realize they're out of ammo and then it can't shoot anymore because they then know they're out of ammo. So yeah. shit like that. Sick. And they actually on the tabletop, they're a lot of fun. So everything Warhammer is like rolling D6s. Um, most factions appear to like, if you roll to like hit a unit, if you roll like a three or higher you hit. So you essentially per attack, you have like 50% chance to hit. With orcs, it's a five and up. So you're just never going to hit. But when you do, it's like an event. But with a lot of weapons, if you roll a six... So one in six chance, you get to attack again. On the off chance, you get like a really lucky attack. You can just shoot twice. And that's just funny as hell because it just means if you're like playing a game, it's just luck of the draw at that point. Like you say that as if rolling dice games aren't entirely luck. 
Um, well, like, you've fucking kicked my ass in King of New York, and that's a dice game. True. Like, it's all about mitigating luck as much as possible, like, trying to average things out to... Yeah. But with Orc specifically, from what I've been told, it's very much a luck game. Would like, you fuck an Orc if... If they existed? Um, I'm happy you said this. So when I watched the Warcraft... <laughs> when I watched the Warcraft movie, when that came out fucking years ago, I got the biggest fucking just... Is it, do you call it a crush if it's purely physical? Like, if you just want to fuck someone? Lust. Yeah, the biggest, like, lust. After there's an orc in that. But then at the end of the movie, you find out she's only half orc. Um, an orc correction. So I guess I half want to fuck an orc. What about you? Um, I don't know. Are you, you're not into, like... Muscly, yeah, no, giant muscly, not, fucking. Not really. Muscly women are pretty hot though, because they have like a really toned ass. Never mind, I'm into women orcs. <laughs> yeah, Emma just showed a photo of the orc I want to fuck. She's only half orc though. Um, I'm only half hard. <laughs> from stories you've told me, that's as hard as you can. <laughs> <laughs> so the other faction I've been collecting, other than the orcs, they're called the Adeptus Mechanicus. Just people just call them Admech. So they've got the most advanced technology. They're all, like, essentially, they've enhanced themselves with technology to, like, be essentially cyborgs. And they're supposed to be the guys that, like, make all the weapons for, like, all the humans and stuff. But they just look sick. And all that technology is, like, you can tell it's, like, this really advanced, like, vehicles and, like, weapons and stuff. But then you'll see these bits where they got lazy and it's, like, oh, this, like, tank is just a tank. But to power it, they just cut one of their, like infantrymen in half and like solder them to the tank to like power it um i'll have to like show you like you'll see what the fuck does that mean you're like what you'll there'll be this like little walk it has four legs and then and the front of it there's just like you see like the front half of like a person just like essentially soldered onto the tank and it like it's just it's just that body just like half dangling there what's the purpose of that i don't fucking know um with some of them you can sort of tell it was it would have been cheaper for them to use some of the parts of like an actual person than to like develop it out of scratch. Right. Like in one person, in like one of the, the vehicles, it's like a big walker. Sort of like you'd see in like Star Wars, like those like turrets with big legs sort of thing. Yeah. It's that there's a person physically driving the turret, but in like the bottom of it, you, there's like, you can see a, a robot person. Like there aren't really AI robots in Warhammer that much. It's usually cyborgs and stuff like that from what I've seen. Yeah. So it's a cyborg person that has legs cut off and then it's wired into the turret. Right. To, I guess, give it the processing fundamentals or whatever to, like, do what it can. But it's just, like, this, like, weirdly, like, fucked up robot people. Yeah. Um, and then I just bought a box of a different faction, which is just, like, called the Sisters of War. And they're just space nuns. Oh, yeah. Like, all the tanks just, like, look like Catholic churches. <laughs> and they just have, like... They're just, like, these really weirdly badass, like, space marine-looking people. But, like, gothic chic... It's, like, really sick. So are all the Admech people basically Master Chief? Uh, that's more like the Space Marines. Right. The Space Marines are more like Master Chief. The Admech people are, like, their own weird little thing. They're like, um, what's the cyborg from Teen Titans called? Cyborg. I should have seen that coming. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it? I feel like it is just cyborg, isn't it? Yeah. Um. <laughs> they got real creative with that one. Also, like I said, the cyborg from Teen Titans instead of the cyborg from... DC comics. Nah, he's yeah. from Teen Titans. <laughs> um, so I've really enjoying like painting that. I'm like slowly getting a tournament legal army together. Yeah. Not because I want to play tournaments, but just because most people play like yeah. bigger armies. Just so I can play a big army, get my ass beat in like an hour or two, and just be like, that was a good experience for me. In terms of video games, I've only really played a little bit more Elden Ring, but not that much. 
But I played a bit of the new Kirby game, Kirby and the Forgotten City or some dumb shit. I actually don't know the name. Forgotten Lands. I do not do I do not research for this. Kirby and the Forgotten Franchise. <laughs> it's um it's essentially a game where Kirby, we all know and love Kirby. Vores various objects. It is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Vor he is voring it's called mouthful mode when you bore something as well, when you eat something. Good stuff. Um but the st- the intro cutscene shows him fucking drifting drifting around in a star. Then he gets like captured and teleported to like what looks like our world but super post-apocalyptic so i'm really enjoying it it's a very colorful game it's all about it's um 3d fixed camera sort of thing so you're on a very specific path Mm. um very much about Mm. jumping around voring things stealing the powers using it to beat enemies the water reminds me of because it has the exact same flaws but the exact same pros as sounding as as the old Lego Star Wars games, if you played them. Yeah, yeah. Um, exact same thing. Like, what are the flaws of that? Tell uh, me fucking one. I'll tell you three. No, so the Lego Star Wars games look fucking great. The yep. art direction is amazing Yep. for like the characters, the vehicles, anything that's made out of Lego. But the environment is like not made out of Lego. Like PlayStation 2 graphics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you get good stylized PlayStation 2 graphics. Like, I can show you PlayStation games that are either really high res or really well stylized. Lego Star Wars doesn't have that for the actual environments. So environments just look like these gross, blurry, no art style landscapes. And it creates this weird, like, disconnect between the cool looking Lego things and, like, the environment that doesn't really have any particular art style. It's just, like, not detailed enough to be photo, like, realistic, but not stylized enough to be cartoony. So it creates this weird visual disconnect between those. Kirby has the same thing where the characters very um cell shaded very stylized maybe not technically cell shaded but like very bright stylized cartoony but the world he's in is just like a slightly slightly stylized version of like a post-apocalyptic earth so the environments kind of look a little bit shit compared to kirby's set in a post-apocalyptic wasteland um the new game is because he was he was grabbed and sent to a different dimension i think that dimension is ours after the- that dimension is ours if the liberals win the upcoming election fuck dude you say we never get political <laughs> i actually love the liberal i actually can't even say the sentence um, i hope we don't have any liberal listeners not because i'll offend you but because i don't like yeah you. because i don't we don't want you to listen to this this podcast is not for you um that's why my mom doesn't listen to this podcast good stuff <laughs> trans rights continue <laughs> and it also has so yeah, visually it's yeah as it the sweet disconnect between beautiful cute shit and then the environment just being a little bit lackluster. Mm. And the other thing is, this is, I mean, it's a kid's game. So this is more me saying, me as a cool epic gamer adult person, this is a flaw for me, but children, this is good for. It's just very easy. Yeah. Like there is no, I think I've died once and the ch- like there are so many checkpoints, you just don't get punished for dying. So like in the Lego Star Wars games, if you die, you just immediately respawn where you are. With Kirby feels very similar. Have I told you about the first time I ever, first and last time I ever played a Kirby game? No, what is it? So I downloaded an emulator for my phone, which let me play the Game Boy Advance on my phone. Kirby Superstar? I don't remember. I downloaded a Kirby game and a few other like Pokemon games, Mario games. Downloaded a Kirby game, booted it up, opened the first level, realized I could fly. You could fly over the entire level. Flew over the entire level, deleted the game. Yep. What the fuck was that? Um, in this game, <laughs> if you fly long enough, you get tied and you fall down. Okay. So you can't just fly past everything. Thank God. And there's like boss battles where you have to beat the boss to progress. But it's fun. It's just... <laughs> it's fun. Dude, it's fun. It's just... It's weird because I want something to 
ignore Elden Ring for a bit. So, like, Elden Ring stresses me out sometimes. So I want, like, an easy game. But this game is so easy, it's not even stress relief. It's just, like... Like watching a movie. It's like watching a movie, exactly. So I'm enjoying it. Also, Emma bought it for me, which is lovely. Um, I was really happy to come home to that. So it's just, like, if I want just, like, a really wholesome 20, 30 minutes, I'll just pop this game on, smash through a couple levels. Um, it's really fun trying to collect the, like, hidden objectives. You'll beat the game, and then it'll be like, oh, this is another thing you can try doing. So you just go back, redo it. So it's just this very nice zero-stress game. Yeah, I've been enjoying that, but yeah, sort of has has its flaws. Speaking of LEGO Star Wars, I kind of want to try the new LEGO Star Wars game. There's a new one? Yeah, so it's... I thought, up until it was released, I thought it was just the Star Wars game of the the new trilogy. Because it's called the, Star, the Skywalker Saga. But they've made a full LEGO game from the new movies, and then they've remade every single lego stars before that really yeah so the prequel trilogy games the fucking um original trilogy games which were sick other than the you know some of the said before they've remade that but they've completely overhauled the gameplay it, it's actual like over the shoulder third person now so it's not before it was fixed camera and you walk around and you sort of roughly aim it has actual over the shoulder cursor if you want to shoot and like so like the entire viewpoints can be different now which makes me want to just check it out now because it's I feel it'd be really fun to like replay those games from a completely different sort of angle because um, I played an extensive amount of Lego, specifically the original Lego Star Wars game, the the prequel trilogy one. It was the first game I've ever hundred percent completed, like game that had secrets and shit. <laughs> a man who's completed Lego Star Wars hundred percent and has had sex. I think you're the first. Um, I might be. Yeah, and that's my greatest accomplishment in life. Not the game; it's having sex. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just been. Essentially, fuck ton of Warhammer with a sprinkling, the tiniest little sprinkling of Elden Ring and Kirby in between. So that's been my last few weeks. But yeah, I think that's that's all of Rowan's heterosexual little games corner. Nice. Uh, so Lex, what's your what's your thing of the week? Before we do thing of the week, I want to. You can cut this out actually, probably. But um, I want to tell you something funny, something that happened at work. This would um, have been great for the segment we have about. Yeah, no, I only remember <laughs> telling stories what happened in the fucking week. I remember. I only remember it afterwards, but. You can probably fully cut this out, but uh, I was talking to this guy I work with and we were talking about our exes and he was like, I have underwear with my ex's face on it that she got me while we were dating. And he was like, my plan is I shit myself while wearing them. And then it looks like she's doing blackface. (laughs) And I was like, so your plan to get back at your ex, the first step is to shit yourself. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So I thought that was funny. That is... Fucking hilarious. But what do you do after that? Yeah, show her, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, thing of the week. So neither of us came up with anything. So instead, I'm going to plug a podcast that I started. Um, and it's very and finished. And finished. Um, it's a very niche podcast. It is Dark Souls for the Visually Impaired. And it's literally just me playing Dark Souls while describing everything that happens on screen so that blind people can experience Dark Souls. That's the Which whole thing. Which is sick. Like, it's one of your favorite pieces of media. Exactly. And yeah. it's something that blind people can't really experience. Yeah, I had I, I posted about it on Reddit. And I had some guy say, like, oh, I used to, like, when I could see, I played Dark Souls a lot. And now that I'm visually impaired, I can't anymore. So this, this idea, like, appeals to me. 
And then he commented saying, like, hey, I listened to the first two episodes and they were, like, really good. Like, I... Uh, Imagine if you were just like, I listened to first episodes. Actually, disagree now. I actually think it's a terrible idea. Bro, the listens I've got so far, there's, like, 30 on episode one. And what the then, hell? Like, and then, like, 10 on episode two. Oh, yeah. I so, mean, we've got, like, 90 on episode one on this podcast. And then, like, episode two is, like, 30-something. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe 40-something. We're checking now. Checking the raw data. 85 plays on episode one. 39 plays on episode 2. But after that, every episode is more than 20. Almost every episode has more than 30. That's pretty good. Uh, that We don't deserve that. Yeah. We're not funny. <laughs> but anyway, check out my podcast. It's called Dark Souls of Visually Impaired. You don't have to be blind to listen. It um, I, I like to think that it's interesting anyway. If you just want to listen to me while I play through Dark Souls, it's fun. Um, I had a lot of fun recording it. And yes, that is all uh, I have to say. Just, just a warning for listeners. It is unedited. Yeah, completely. So if, you, if you're used to this, where all the dumb shit is, like, the silences or the pauses are edited out, you're in for a rough time. Yeah. But well, I think that adds to it, because it makes it more real time as well. Yeah, they're, they're, like, while I'm playing, everything that happens on screen is happening, like, as I'm speaking. Like, there's no, like, oh, I'm describing something that just happened. I'm describing it as it's happening. Uh, and there's barely any silences. I tried to speak as much as possible during it. Like, sometimes during boss fights, I'll be quiet for, like, three seconds while I dodge an attack yeah, that I can't, like, think about doing at the same time. But there's no more than, like, three or four seconds of silence at any given time. Which is insane. Like, I can't... I couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming you went for, like, Grass Quest Shield Strength Weapon Build or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, um... I did... Zvi- you described yourself trying to do the speedrun route. And then the first episode is just you resetting the game. Yeah. Like, trying to get the halberd or I um I did end up going for the halberd and then I didn't get it, so I did the Zweihander. Um Sick. and I did like literally like no armor, Zweihander, Grass Crest Shield on back. And I did like master key skipping areas and shit, because I was like, I don't want this to be like 40 episodes yeah. long. I'm not doing the depths and shit like that. Um so I did like the fastest route I could. But Wait, so you, you never got the the um like extra embers and shit to upgrade your sword i did end up going to get the ember to get this right handed to plus 10 sick because i was failing the dps check on four kings yeah and i was like i literally need this so i did a whole episode dedicated to getting havel's armor and then yeah. getting the ember to upgrade that's cute armor. as hell um did you end up getting it to plus 15 no i got it to like plus nine maybe plus eight. Oh really yeah but that did me for the whole game yeah sick um i think I'd never tried a single boss fight more than, like, five times. Sick, okay. So, like, I did um, Nido, Seath, and Gwyn first try. That's so good. So, Wait, you did Seath, like, armorless first try? Yeah. I still have to go full Havels for Seath. Like, really? Yeah. I literally said during the fight, I was like, this is the easiest boss fight I've ever been in. And, like, <laughs> I was just like, I hit him. I hit him again. I hit him again. He doesn't attack and misses me. I don't even dodge. I hit him again. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was... A fucking cakewalk. I um, I put on full Havels and then I just poise through his crystal attack and just I don't stop attacking him. If you just run to his right side, all the crystal attacks miss you. What the hell? Like he he does it all in front of him in a straight line and they just miss you. So I just hit his right tentacle like. Doesn't his like again. tail swipe kill? No, because like- he has like he has like a triangle shaped base where it's like two tentacles going out the left yep. and right and then one tentacle out his back. If you just go in front of him on his right tentacle. He constantly turns away from you, but all you have to do is walk with him and just hit him every few seconds. So at the front of the tentacle. Yeah. That's not, fucked up. If you're behind it, he turns too quickly and he does the swipe yeah. thing with his tail. That's but what if, I was if you're in front of him, he just tries to turn and you just keep walking and he keeps turning. Huh. Yeah, you should listen to the episode. It's great. I should. I might actually learn how to beat the game without cheesing it. I died two or three times on the way to him, falling off the edge in the crystal caves. Yes, of course. Because I like tried to dodge a golem and fell off the edge. A fucking like, golem. Fuck me. 
And the invisible fucking platforms don't yeah, help. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, my controller broke and I dodged off an edge. <gasps> um, hey, uh, at least the invisible platforms might help your listeners um, relate to you a bit. <laughs> oh Sorry, you God. relate to your listeners. Relate to me, the blind person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just alienating every single visually impaired person who wants to watch this. Yeah, exactly. It's actually four-sided people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I recommend giving it a listen. Sick. But yeah, that's the thing of the week. Yeah, hell yeah. Dark Souls for the visually impaired. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Com- and Overcast. Hell yeah. Thank you for listening to episode eight of One and a Half Straight Guys. I've been Rowan. I've been feeling Rowan's balls under the table this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. And I'm about to come. <laughs> See you guys next time.